uh hello um jack ian um okay uh, i guess this is a, a jordan episode um uh, crap they must have went on summer vacation Typical of these people. They say, just, they say, fuck the fans. You know, I'm here on time, and they're just, you know, fucking around and finding out. <sighs> All right. Um, this is a cold open thing. Um, so I will kind of bet the president, the pick boy, Nickelodeon uh, Smash Brothers game. It's real. It's going to be a real thing. It's going to be like Hunger Games. And can't believe it. Uh, as told by Ginger, volunteered as tribute. Uh, then Cat Dog died in Sector 12 or whatever. It, we're, that was. Maybe that's the bit we were going to go with. I. I I got nothing. This is just a Jordan episode, and I don't know if it's going to be good. Oh, well. Uh, anyway, uh, how do we start this thing? Oh, yeah, that's right. Theme song. Welcome to Fun Time Calls, the antidote to podcasting. I'm your host, Jordan Haas. Uh, you know, this is going to be a weird episode, but bear with me. Um, you know, we've gone through a lot during the pandemic, and uh, sometimes Zoom calls don't work out. <clears throat> With me on my left, uh, sh shown by this, uh, this little fortune cookie here, is uh, Jack. Hey, Jack. Hello. All right, and and over on my right, uh, these cool sunglasses here are Ian. Stop talking. All right, well that's that's, that's fun time calls with Jack and Ian. I'm Jordan Haas. Welcome. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, this is a weird episode because it's a solo episode. We rarely do solo episodes because uh, the the long story short is it's supposed to be a fun sh show. Uh, <laughs> basically miscoordination of a lot of things. Uh, Jack is busy uh, setting up for a game stream uh, for the last couple of days because uh, we we're trying to do something with video games because we love video games and sharing them on Twitch. So we were thinking, try something with that. Uh, Ian is... Uh, work has not been pleasant for Ian. He's been on again, off again for a while. And for me, as many of you know, there has been some personal things going on, uh, not on my end, not on my health, but with my uh, my family's health. Uh, so I have been just like going to the computer at very late nights, and we just could not coordinate correctly. And uh, the rare times we do, <laughs> it's usually for the podcast, except for uh, earlier this week when uh, we watched two movies. We saw American Ninja, and we sort of saw Space Jam, uh, and I was going to just spend the day talking about those movies and just have a, a good, a fun time call with myself. Um, <laughs> it, it happens. 
Uh, I, I guess if we're going to do a bit, we'll just uh, say that uh, Jack and Ian went on summer vacation because, I mean, it's summer. Uh, I'm in Los Angeles, so I'm stuck in lockdown wearing a mask. That's just going to be the, the story we're going to go with. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, recently I saw Space Jam. You know, that, that Space Jam movie, it just came out. I watched that with friends. I think American Ninja would be better spent talking with Jack and, and Ian. Uh, I saw Space Jam, and it, the reviews are right. It is pretty um, bad. It's it's not a pleasant uh, movie by any means. Uh, mostly, I get what they were trying to go for, but it just... I don't know what's the best way to describe it. It's, um... They took all the bits of Space Jam 1 and just multiplied those. Like, what if we had a lot more product placement? What if we had a lot more visual gags from Bugs Bunny and What's Up, Nyark? Um, and it's just, uh... Now with LeBron instead of Michael Jordan. And then a joke about Michael Jordan, but it's Michael B. Jordan. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... I mean, I could go through the entirety of this movie, um, but I figured that that's just a horrendous idea. Uh, the Too Long Didn't Read version is LeBron's youngest kid loves video games. LeBron loves basketball. Video games, bad. Basketball, good. Kid loves computers and then goes into Warner Brothers servers. I don't know if it's because of piracy laws or whatever. And then uh, LeBron goes to try to save the kid by going into the servers and do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
they went through like a whole three minute diss track. It fucking was just bleak. <laughs> like you, uh, they didn't have the come on and slam if you wanted. They had like a a weird like orchestrated, somewhat chopped and screwed remix for like ten seconds. Like a run, baby, run. Come on, come on. Like that's all you got. That's it was. A hot mess. Um, and I thought it was actually going to be better <laughs> than that. I kind of was. I I usually don't listen to crowds when they say, this is a bad movie. This is going to be. This is a shit movie. I don't like it. Because it's, it's all that, that same kind of garbo that says, well, the Marvel movies are good and the Disney mo- movies are good. It's like, no, no, they're equal. They're equal right now. You You just aren't figuring that shit out. And Space Jam was somehow below my expectations. It was shit. There was barely any jokes. The comedy was not there. It did not stand. And I was kind of uh, surprised uh, the amount of proc placement there was. Um, It was like a... LeBron James presents HBO Max a movie infomercial. Like that is what it it felt like to me watching it. Uh it was not really pleasant. <laughs> and uh I mean like they even shit talked Robin. And I hated that. Uh so 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 I don't recommend watching Space Jam. Uh, I was I planned on doing this whole bit for for Jordan Talks Titans because that's coming up next month, and uh, I don't know anymore. I really, honestly, don't know anymore. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, I guess I should talk Titans, right? So let's just do the Jordan Talks Titans segment. So, by now, almost everyone has seen the Titans trailer. Uh, And because Jack and Ian aren't here, I can actually go and dissect this. Uh, This is a bad show, obviously. Uh, I hate... Even though I love the Bat family. I love, like, all the characters. You got Dick Grayson. You have Jason Todd. You have Tim Drake. You have Damian Wayne. You have Barbara Gord. That's not even going into things like the spoiler or Cassandra Cain. Uh, that's not going into places like Alfred Pennyworth and their backstory. It's not going into all the deep cut lores like Batwing and Duke, uh, Ace the Crime Hound, or even Batcow. No, it's it, it's it's just essentially Titans, which is supposed to be about the Teen Titans has now been allocated, at least from my viewpoint, to just be Nightwing and his shit family. Because I guess they really want Dick Grayson to be the main character, to which I argue, why not have just made that a solo series? You didn't have to make it Titans. Because it just, all of it is like a really crappy way to interpret Dick Grayson's storyline. And totally shit on beloved Teen Titans characters. I mean, say what you will about Teen Titans Go is so bad because it's not like the Titans I remember because you're some sort of shithead kid from like t- 10 years ago being one of those Cartoon Network isn't as good as it was when I was a kid kind of rant pieces of shit. 
No, no, no. Because uh, Tenzo is actually pretty good. Because it's just one-dimensional characters. You have Robin, who's egotistical. Raven, who wants to just be uh, isolated from everybody. Uh, and it's really just the bros. It's just Cyborg and Beast Boy hanging out. And Starfire, she's clueless. She doesn't know anything because she's an alien. <laughs> so <clears throat> it becomes like when it came to Titans. Okay, we're going to mature Titans. Absolutely. I understand that. Your flip opposite of seeing Titans go. It's so melodramatic. It shows shitty CW acting and writing. It's that Berlanti style. Can you figure out this is romance? But also they can say fuck. And here's blood spilling out of nowhere because we can do that because we're TVMA. I recently saw that they were airing it on TNT. And I thought, well, that's kind of funny because TNT passed up on the pilot for Titans three years ago. And then they kind of just became a DC Universe thing as a quick production so they can get subscriptions to a service that now no longer carries video. It's all comic book only. So it's all annoying to me seeing all of this. Titans is not a good show. I keep saying that, and I know I always shoot myself in the foot by keep watching this, thinking it will get better. For season one, I finally get it. Live action Dick Grayson TV show. Okay, they pulled me. Season two, okay, we're finally going to get a live action Nightwing. Fuck yes, I finally get what I've always wanted. Now we're getting the Bat family. Now they're just hooking, lining me, and sinker just so they can like punch me in the gut, kick me in the balls, and go... Yeah, but this is what Tim Drake is now. And this is what Jason Todd is. And that trailer, that trailer fucking sucked. I'm sorry. That is that is to Titans. It's going to be Jason Todd. Jason Todd blows up and gets beaten shit by the Joker. And we're already doing death in the family. And then the sudden immediate change to Red Hood. Are we going to have a Rasha Ghoul Lazarus pit, or is this just going to be like a surprise? Well, Scarecrow did it kind of mischief thing because we can't write every character in this yet. Or is it going to be a Lazarus pit to introduce Damon Wayne at the very end of the season? Most likely that. I mean, I like her and Waters. I think he's just a, like every one of these CW will just a model. He's just a model who became an actor. I, I mean, he's a really sweet person. But it's, like, I, the best way to describe it is almost like how everyone laughed at Bane when the Dark Knight trailer happened. That Dark Knight Rises and you heard the, <laughs> that was Red Hood. I was busting out laughing seeing that for the first time. Just that, oh, no, it's Red Hood. <laughs> okay. Thank you. And it just... I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, the uh, inclusion of Barbara Gordon, however, is really good. <laughs> She's now Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> and I the, uh, the, uh, the thing I like, though, is they do have uh, an amputated actress play Barbara Gordon and I feel like that sort of inclusive behavior is welcomed and that's one thing I will never fault Titans for is their inclusion and diversity in its cast I really love uh having Tim Drake be a person of color in this uh because it feels more obvious 
and I'm saying that is a nice thing, obvious. It feels like it would make sense in this world that we live in if Gotham was real and all of this crazy shit happened. That this would be what Tim Drake would be. Just some weird passerby who's just really smart trying to find his way up and really knowing like, oh shit, Robin's dead. There needs to be a Robin. You're Nightwing. You're not a Robin. You need a Robin, Batman. Because that is the logical origin story for Tim Drake. And it just... The, the way they're going to present it is they're going to fuck it up. I have I've lost the optimism here on the show, despite all of this inclusion and all of these good grace characters. I feel they're just going to fuck it up with, the, with, uh, with Scarecrow. I feel like they're going to fuck it up because they've already introduced like 40 other characters in the show. There's Hawk and Dove. There's Superboy. There's Beast Boy. There's Cyborg in the in Doom Patrol. Is Doom Patrol going to return in this? We don't know. What, what if that happened? There. What happened to Starfire and Blackfire? Are they going to still fight? Because I saw like two sentences on that, and I guess that might be an episode. But you don't have that much time to get all your shit in. It all feels like it's going to be rushed again. And it feels like this is just going to be focused on Gotham, and it's all going to be focused on Nightwing and the Bat Family and Jason Todd, and it's just, I don't want that in Titans. I would want that in a Nightwing standalone show where you can stretch out and have pieces build upon, and they can't do that. They're just, they're focused on the same shitty writing that you see in every TV show and movie. I've watched Loki. I have watched uh, WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Sometimes the episodes feel like a jigsaw puzzle and it's all connected, but other times it clearly feels like they just got four writers and said, write your dream piece, but you can't do this, you can't do this, but you must include this and must include this. So you can't kill Falcon, you can't kill Winter Soldier, you can't kill Peggy, but you must include Steve Rogers' shield being included in the museum and a special uh, speech given to by by uh falcon himself okay well now that we can carry that over to episode two that's all they care about it's really it's rough i i for comic books usually they write like in arcs they have like a writer write down like their seven issues and each one feels like a mini episode to try and get everything together before well we can rehire you for the next story or push you to the next book with a new character and keep this trend going. Uh, the way Nightwing is going right now in comics is really good. I I 100% recommend it. It is basically a really cool story that plays up the bit about Bruce Wayne being rich and never really sharing the wealth and basically Dick Grayson being like a, a progressive DSA leftist. Uh, because what happens is in the story, spoiler, Alfred's dead. But Alfred uh, basically had a whole stash of cash, and he decided in his will to give everything to Dick Grayson. Now, this has been done before. In one interpretation in New 52, he buys Amusement Mile. He buys back up Haley's Circus. He wants that back on the road because that is a lost childhood because he lost it because of the death of the Flying Graysons. But when it came to this version, no. He's going to use this for programs to help people and not in a in a Wayne Foundation kind of way. No, this is in a, we need homeless, we need food, we need this, we need that. 
we need to make sure kids who are orphaned have this. We need to make sure this is met. This is the because we are like it really becomes this really heartfelt story. And the big adversary, who's also a big proponent, is Tony Zuko's daughter, and that was also shown in New Fifty Two. But in this interpretation, it's kind of like a almost like the return of the. Uh, the mafia was like controlling the mob, which is controlling the unions. So she is trying to be the bad kind of leftist in the world of good leftism. And it's really like a really smart story when it came to this kind of thing. Because it almost feels like Zuko is almost like the, the shit lib that you would normally see in a lot of politics. And we go, yeah, we believe in Medicare for all, but we can't, no, no, we got put on the table and we don't know if we'll get the vote, so we're just not going to do it. And here's someone going, no, we're getting Medicare. I think everyone here needs Medicare. <laughs> and I will spend money to get this done. Even if it means running for mayor myself, like that becomes the story and i love that to me that is what uh, an origin a really good nightwing story but in titans oh no jason's dead oh hi jason i'm gonna give up on the titans right now to focus on batman it's it, it just fuck titans <sighs> i don't know if trevor's gonna return for this however over on uh, trevor's podcast we need to talk about kevin i did lend a, a guest spot uh, for a, for a future episode, so be on the lookout for that if you want me talking about Kevin Smith and DC animated movies. Uh, it should be fun. Uh, so be on the lookout for Jordan Talks Titan season three, along with looks at really good HBO Max shows. So it could either end up really bad or really good on my end. I I don't know. I still got to figure out which ones to watch. Probably going to be bad ideas though. Okay, so um, <clears throat> next on the docket is, uh, is is food. You know, I like to talk about munch every now and then. Uh, so uh, recently, I don't know if you've seen this, is uh, th there's a chicken shortage. So now the wings are becoming thighs. And the thighs, they do lie. But uh, it was National Ice Cream Day. There was like a macaroni and cheese ice cream that came out. But... They're selling Chuck E. Cheese pizza in frozen form now at grocery stores. I just saw that, and I was so freaked out. Uh, not only that, um, you might have also seen recently that they have... Uh, there's basically all sorts of like Space Jam stuff at the market now, and, and like uh, the Olympics are also heading up right now. Um, what is... Wait... I'm on brand impulsive buy right now. Waffles, soft waffles, sponge sandwich. Do you just do you toast it? Like how do you this is work? There's a now oh habanero lime crinkle cut kettle chips. That sounds pretty good. Uh, all right, Arby's has chicken nuggets now. Arby's chicken nuggets. We have the meats somewhat. It's it's meat right? It's chicken nuggets. Also, chocolate Dunkaroos are now out. Oh, damn it. Now I really got to try it. Ah, oh, damn it. Ah, uh, son of a bitch. That's my, that was my Dunkaroos was the chocolate one. The fudge with sprinkles. Delicious. Um, so, yes, I, I don't get the idea of Chuck E. Cheese having frozen pizzas. Uh, apparently, uh, 
Each pizza also gives you 250 e-tickets on your next Chuck E. Cheese visit. So you have a little coupon, and you can and you can buy it. It's $7, though. What? I mean, I could see Pasquale doing that, but I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah, the Van Leuven online store has the Kraft Macaroni and Cheese ice cream. Uh, you can apparently order it online, but they've already sold out, and you know what? Good idea. We're not going to try that bit for, for a bit. It Finally, key lime, strawberry, and sundae cupcakes are now available from Hostess. Oh, geez. Now I'm just, like, doing the whoop-de-doop thing. All right, so hang on a sec. Let me just uh, get some chief goal in here. What a good idea to just drink some during a uh, during an episode of Fun Time Calls. All right, so here we go. Okay, I'm, I'm feeling the wake up. I guess G Fuel does work. Uh, so uh, where were we? Uh, okay, so yeah, the food. I, I don't. I, that's a lot of gross, gross food. <laughs> okay, I'm getting the giggles. So therefore, it's working. Hi. <laughs> uh, so I better hurry this episode up then. Uh, I don't even know how long we are. We're probably 20 minutes in this. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> the, the, so we we're, did you see this in like portable steam thing that's coming out that like people are like getting really excited about the steam portable. I think they call it the steam deck, uh, from valve. I mean, I I recall seeing that on G4 recently. I've also remember seeing it all over like my Twitter feed, and people wanted to pre-order this. And oh my god, it's a handheld way to play PC games. Uh, and they are trying to say it's like a Nintendo Switch competitor, and all of this this uh, hopeful, uh, good good tiding. Uh, I I don't I don't I'm not buying into it. I, I'm I'm just one of those people that's a little pessimistic when it comes to this little handheld console. Uh, mostly storage, uh, handheld in terms of battery life on the on the device. Uh, Switch, you're able to play it on the piece on a TV. And what about this portable? Can you put the portable into a little box and play your PC games on a TV? I I don't know. Uh, what if there is, uh, the, much like the Joy-Cons, what if there's drifting on the little device? Uh, how do you fix that issue? Because uh, currently, I kind of just see it as a PC version of Wii U. <laughs> like, it, 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 and not to dis, like, disrespect the Wii U. I love the Wii U. But wasn't an end-all, beat-all console. According to uh, Polygon, a dock is a, is going to allow the Steam Deck to run a TV, and it can play natively games like Baldur's Gate 3, Disco Elysium, Hades, Star Wars Jedi, Fallen Order, and Crusader Kings 3. So a lot of really good PC games. Um, based on the Zen 2 microarchitecture, tops out at 3.5 gigahertz, um, two computers run at 1.6 gigahertz, and it has 16 gigs of RAM. And a micro SD slot. I hmm, it is a seven twenty resolution of twelve eighty by eight hundred. I mean, hmm, hmm. 
41 pounds, two to eight hours. Okay, two to eight hours. So you're basically what I'm looking at here is Game Gear. We've just made PC gaming into a Game Gear. I wouldn't say this is like the best handheld console from the looks of things. Uh, kind of looks like a. I mean, it looks cool. It looks amazing. But I, I, I'm something about this. I, I'm, I'm having doubts with. Now I love PC gaming. I, I think the Xbox trying to appeal to PC gaming is a really good first step. And I think Steambox is just trying to etch its way into being like the handheld Xbox. Uh, if it was me, if it was me, hi, I'm Jordan. I would have tried to partner with Microsoft to make this like a handheld device with the Xbox moniker. Um, but I don't think they've really gone through that far with it. I think this is also a way for Valve to try and get money. Because now there's a competitor in the form of the uh, Epic Game Store. So if you have an Epic Games account, well, you're not really able to play your games on your on your Steam. You have an Epic. So this is a way to try and differentiate the two. Well, you can take your games with you on the go. And I'm always on board with that, especially PC games. You have no idea. Like if I can play Fall Guys on the go and, and not have to buy another separate thing and, and level up, that is amazing. Uh, I don't care that much about the optimal graphics cards and everything. Uh, so to me, 720 is okay. Uh, I still wish it was kind of going up to a 1080 at this point, but it's a portable device, and portable 1080 is hard to reach even on some smartphones these days. Uh, so it, it, it's very bizarre uh, seeing uh, something get really celebrated so soon when it's still such a relatively new console. This seems like a first-gen version of the console. And much like a Steam box, I think it's just going to collect dust in some people's living rooms. But that's just my, my hunch. I think it's a good idea, just like the Steam machine. It's a good idea. I just, something says that something might be going up wrong. Rather, it's the battery dying. Rather, it's the way it's held into people's hands. Uh, or even like the 720 resolution is going to really upset people because... Uh, they're playing on like 3090 graphics cards and, and they're just like seeing 4K or 8K resolution playing control or, or playing like a, like a, a Call of Duty, some sort of 4K games. And now you're going from a 4K to 720. I think you might get a little frustrated and upset. And that's not including like lag time on online games. That's not including... Uh, what what's gonna happen for on, always on games? Like, what if you're playing Destiny Two on the thing? Can it even run Destiny Two? Th th those are what's going through my head. Uh, I think it's a really cool idea if it is what it says it is and actually f is pretty durable, long lasting, which I don't see based on battery life and the battery, the button output. I, I think this could be a, a game changer come Christmas. And I think that could be a killer app much like a, uh, a, a PS5 or even an Xbox Series X. So it, it, it's, it's an interesting device. Uh, I'm really curious about it. But if it was me, I'm waiting to see when the Series 2 
or the refurbished version. Because there's, because when it comes to these devices, when it comes to a steam machine, that controller was shit and horrible. I hated the look of that controller. I hate the look of most uh, Oculus, like the Oculus things were for VR. So for this portable thing, it looks okay, but I'm having doubts, and I want to see what the redesign is for like version two. Or if there's a way to do like a Steam Deck and then you play with a controller, what does that controller look like? Does it look like an Xbox 360 controller? Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Personally, if it was me, I'm waiting to see if Xbox tries to jump into this and tries to jump into a portable PC gaming uh, output where you can play. Because they're already doing that right now. If, if you haven't read the news, uh, you there's like a Xbox Anywhere kind of situation where you, if you can connect your your Xbox One controller, you can play uh, pretty much PC games anywhere. You can play Xbox games on a PC. You can play Xbox games on your smartphone. And it's, like, included in your Xbox Game Pass, I think. So, it, it to me, it's real game changers currently in this portable sphere. And I really want more portable gaming. I love portable games. Um, I mean, like, what? We've how many generations are we since the Game Boy or the Game and Watch or video football from a t- from that weird little LCD screen? Like, portable gaming is always very fun. However, portable gaming has always been allocated backwards. Like, it's never been seen as the forefront in the gaming market. Like, Game Boy was was like eight bit in a world where sixteen and thirty two and PC gaming was already. Uh, 32 and 64 and then the world and then like we didn't really see 3d platforming until like the ds and the playstation portable and then like sony dropped the ball with psp and vita even though i think those are really cool portable devices and now we're kind of in a weird world where there is no specific handheld portable gaming thing you can technically say nintendo switches but the switches also could be fitting in a in a dock on your TV at home, so there's interchangeable play on that. And I think that's also what's going on with this Steam dock machine thing. It's that interchangeable between TV, the handheld, and your PC game at home. And I want that carryover save file. I love that concept. I'm just in a questionable environment here when it comes to gaming. We are in a, a a new generation wave of 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 portability, and I I, I mean Sony draw Nintendo switching, and the Steam Machine thing seems like a really cool thing for PC gaming. I I think where we're going at now is an expansion of PC marketplace, and I'm on board for that 100. percent I think that has should have been done decades ago at this point like ease of access to pc gaming technology wasn't there though it is now um because it used to be you know you had to build a pc rig you had to uh get to like this high fidelity screen a really cool gaming keyboard and uh mouse and then like you had to install a cd like four disc worth just to play like a a version of Final Fantasy that you never really cared for. Uh, nowadays, it's 
ways for indie developers to get their name out there. Uh, it's ways for publishers to easily do deals and market their games real quick and do quick fire flash sales. Uh, when it comes to gaming, it's kind of bizarre seeing like a lot of my favorite games now available on PC. Uh, you can play Devil May Cry. You can play... I mean, Fall Guys is an indie game. I mean, I won't go with that. Uh, but, like, Tabletop Sim has been one of my favorite games of the last decade. Uh, obviously, I love Portal 2. Uh, there's just not good game show games. That's the only thing which I'm kind of shocked by. Uh, <laughs> you would think in the world of shovelware, someone would think PC gaming is the new hotness. Uh, just get three controllers, and we can play Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy or The Price is Right. I know Ludia tried that. It sucked. If we can get, like, a good, like, someone who cares about these games, like, you get Endemol to create, like, a subsection of their game marketplace or Fremontal, something. Maybe they can, like, be good with their brands and portfolio. Uh... <laughs> But until then, I, I, I don't know. Uh, PC gaming, though, has grown, I would feel. Like, Disco Elysium was fun. Hypnospace Outlaw, fun. There's so many different games out there, and I wish there was ways to easily play those out. And in many ways, things like St Google Stadia tried that, and I applaud the effort. I think Xbox trying to get buying Bethesda and all these things, that's another smart move on their part. And here, the Steam Deck, this portable device, uh, that could also work. Uh, I, I just imagine, and this is just me talking shit out loud, there are probably kids out there that were kind of like me growing up, you know, in the 90s, 2000s. And they're stuck in their parents' car. Like, they're, they're like 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, maybe even 14 years old. And they're stuck in their parents' car. And they're on a big car ride either to grandma's house or the mom has to make a big drive back and forth. Or if it was me and I'm just putting myself in this position... Uh, you're stuck in a car for four or five hours because your mom has a big meeting at the bank and thinks you're safer in the car than somewhere else. You can't afford daycare, all that good stuff. Uh, I mean, for me back in the day, all I had was like Tiger Electronics. I later got a Game Boy and that was like a game changer for me. Um, and then of course there was Discman and then iPod. I got an iPod. That was that was interesting. Game Boy Advance, uh, and, then, and then that became kind of like me in in the in the backseat of a car. Uh, nowadays, I mean, like there's a smartphone, so give the kids the smartphone, make them watch YouTube videos. They'll love Jacksepticeye and call it a day. Uh, but I think if, if there was like a kid like me who really loved video games. They would either bring a Switch or they might get the Steam Deck because they want to be the cool kid and they feel like they want to play the cool games. And yeah, Nintendo Switch is fun, obviously. Nintendo Switch has a lot of great games. Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, 
there there's a there's a game where you 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 drive a Mario Kart. I heard, and th- those are all Nintendo IPs. And then some indie titles are there too, like Untitled Goose Game. However, you can also play it on Steam. Untitled Goose Game. A lot of indies are on Steam, and I I, I think additionally like you want to feel like the cool kid like even back then you know kids like nintendo no i like the playstation and xbox all that kind of interesting fight fighting going on so i wonder if there's like a way for steam oh wow steam Deck doesn't one run windows it runs a linux based ios and it's not closed to v- device. So you could actually install Epic Game Store, Xbox Cloud Gaming. What? I didn't notice this, and I'm reading this right now. You can even install <laughs> emulators on this thing. I don't know if they want to encourage that, but that would be a funny game changer because then you can really just make like a Nintendo Switch and just play old Nintendo 64 games on that d- damn device. Uh <laughs> Well, we'll just stick to the PC gaming right now. We'll just pretend it's just PC. Now, the only issue I have is a lot of games still require keyboard and mouse controls. And a lot of PC gamers live and die by that sword of you need a keyboard and mouse. That is PC gaming. It's mouse and keyboard. That's FPS games. That's everything. I'm the new generation of a controller on a PC is the biggest game changer because now you have reinforced what games could be instead of just a keyboard and mouse and WAST controls. If a normal game controller, you can bridge the gap between console and PC gaming. And when it comes to like a controller, I remember back in the day when like PC gaming controllers were like those really crappy Logitech ones that had like the little splintered wings and uh, the, and of course like flight sticks. Cause almost that was like everyone's default, like joystick for a PC was the flight stick to play Microsoft flight simulator. Uh, so f- for PC gaming to grow into this marketplace, if I was a kid, like right now, nine, 10, 11, 12, yeah, you can watch people play video games, but I think a lot of people really want to play those games and, Knowing kids today and their gosh thing Minecraft and gosh thing Fortnite and their TikToks, it would not surprise me if they're going to mod Fortnite in the Epic Game Store so they can play Fortnite on the go. It would not surprise me if they try and modify it so they can play Minecraft and just get all of their shit in that game because that's the only games I love. There's probably a way to get Roblox on this damn thing if they work hard enough. So some kid is probably going to bring that to school, probably going to bring that to their, the, the backseat of their mom's car as they drive over to Nana's or something. Uh, and I think they will have a good experience if that battery life is long-lasting. Two to eight hours is still kind of uh, small enough. I mean, depends on the battery, depends on, I guess, value. But I could see that working out if if it you can sell PC gaming to kids or just, you know, like, I guess, edgy teenagers like, you know, the same kind of people who are like in high school going, yeah, I'm playing an M rated game. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm playing Grand Theft Auto online. I don't think it can play Grand Theft Auto online. 
because that's a really big ass download but bear with me on that one <laughs> uh well uh so yeah that was an interesting uh announcement i read all right uh so after that great gaming news um also fall guys is coming up season five they're doing a jungle thing really excited about that uh, just because Fall Guys is fun. Best time to play Fall Guys is in the start of a new season because they have new levels and not everyone gets the hook of it. So everyone's still on the even playing field and I always encourage that. Uh, but uh, recently, uh, I binge-watched the History of Late Night on CNN. I think it's on HBO Max again, if I'm not mistaken. And it's just a history of the late night talk show going from Steve Allen and working its way to the now with the James Corden and Jimmy Fallon's. And, you know, Conan O'Brien just ended his show recently. And, you know, I just maybe it's just me. But I think like the talk show might be dying soon. I mean, we have podcasts, obviously. This is a weird episode of the said podcast because there's no guests. It's just me bl- blabbering around. But it, it, it's something about w- what is the talk show, and it's these segments. It's you know the monologue, a desk bit, a guest interview, and then like a musical bit. And I think you can try and replicate that but we're in a weird atmosphere now where everything's going digital and online and, you know, video on demand that a lot of, we got a person to promote a movie or a TV show. Like, yeah, it just came out, but some people might not watch it till like two, three months after the fact, please see tomorrow war. Give my friend, uh, you know, say hi to Mike Mitchell for me. He, he does a good job. And, Chris McKay is actually a really fun director. I like that. Um, <clears throat> so, so it's a, it's it's rewatching the history of late night. It's like Craig Ferguson, yes. Conan O'Brien, yes. I mean David Letterman, iconic. And then like Steve Allen's weird, like all of these history of of different late night broadcasts. It got me thinking: like, are we doomed to keep doing this, or we have to reinvent this? Because I think this this future is kind of what that what Fallon and Corden have been doing, which is just well, it's not really the whole show. It's kind of that one or two segments that we do, like the like the carpool karaoke or them playing password. That that's what people want to see. It's the stars doing things because it's a different way to promote your thing. And I mean, like Hot Ones is kind of notorious for that. It's Yes, we'll get the celebrity to promote their thing, but they're going to eat the spicy wings. Whoa, ho, ho. Uh, otherwise, they just kind of go on podcasts, and that's about it. So I'm kind of weirded out. Like, what is the future of promotional mo- for movies and TV shows if everything is becoming a YouTube thing and everything's becoming like a web series? Uh, is it just going to be like people coming on podcasts and what's the right podcast and get your people on board? Uh, am I going to end up having to stop this podcast because we need to get like uh, some sort of like manager on the line and we have to negotiate contracts? Like, I don't, I don't know. It's such a scary world to think of. 
And it's also scary to think of that, like, YouTube is already, like, crowded enough as it is. There's barely anybody new, as in new new, as in I uploaded an account in 2020 and now I'm number one, that isn't already a famous celebrity in some regard. Because uh, everything has almost been done. Unboxings, makeup, uh, shopping halls, uh Going to stores, uh, doing prank videos, going, doing, pl playing video games, talking about video games, uh, j just uh, doing a silly skit, a silly goof skit. There's so many things you can do. It's it's hard to figure out the algorithm for it to stick out. And I, I'm trying to figure out how that could work with a late night talk show. If you have to have a celebrity be your host and. Do you have like a part where it's just the the rant segment, the little streamy thing, uh, where it's just, hey, did you hear in the news? Because most of the time, and just don't get this twisted, a lot of internet shit is like, yes, there's writers now on a lot of big name YouTube channels, but a lot of the time, it's also really cheap compared to TV standard and movie standard, and you could be like a writer on Colbert and maybe make like 60 grand a year. Or you can end up a working freelance for some comedian on YouTube and make maybe four grand a month, which is 48,000. It's cheaper, cheaper than 60,000. But you, you know, you, you could work on your own time, buddy. But also, we also want you there as a PA, and also as this, and as this, and you can work Mondays, right? And it just becomes an exhausting work. I think we're going to see the future of YouTube be YouTubers not being YouTubers. Um, I, I, I've always wanted to really explore this, is how many new accounts are really just people just talking on their webcams about shit these days? Or how many videos these days are, are people who are new making content and then it takes off? Because what I'm noticing time and time again is that people are making videos uh, and they're either lazily on a webcam chatting and they're getting like four views or they have like a full-on editing software. It's well-produced, great framework. There's music, there's cuts, like... Almost 100% they made it themselves, but also it comes from the heart. And even those get like four views. And like it, they're not getting the traction compared to YouTube channels that have been around for six, seven, eight years at this point. Sometimes it's over a decade. I, I think another frustration is that we're not going to see a lot more new talent on YouTube. I think we're kind of going to be stuck with here we are with these people. And you're just going to see a lot of famous faces start to branch back into YouTube. Um, we already see that right now, right? Like Ryan Reynolds has a YouTube channel and Jack Black has a YouTube channel. And like uh, you're, you're just seeing uh, – and, and if you're a musician, you're not just showing your music video now. You're showing behind the scenes like Lil Nas X's TikTok. And it just – it's it's kind of a frustration, I think, because I mean, for me, I never i 
I don't even want to know what a social media influencer is. It sounds horrifying. It sounds it sounds dirty. It still sounds like a dirty thing for me. Uh, but that's what everyone wants to be these days. Personally, I mean, like, yes, Fun Time Calls is a podcast with friends. But I would say I'm more of a writer and a host. Maybe a comedian, if you want to go into a third label, then whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> like, I I like to write jokes, I like to be on camera and tell jokes, and I like to just tell jokes in general. I, I, I like, if there's a way for me to be a game show host, I'm on board. Acting, sure. Give me a script. I will probably fuck it up, but give me a script. Uh, it, it's... Because you just have to dissect the script. Um, it's it's a weird phenomenon. Because, I, I mean, like, there's so many different talents you can be. You can be, like, there's music, there's comedy, there's dancing, there's, there's ventriloquism, magic. Keep going through all the talents. You can just watch America's Got Talent if you ever need ideas of what is considered a talent and i don't and a social media influencer is basically just are you good looking and can you follow stage guidelines and say hey guys like it, it just to me it i never it never feels right it never i always feel like i am being on an infomercial from these social media people Hey guys, I just stepped out and saw a new movie. I just saw this. Whoa, OMG, be sure to smash that like button and click subscribe for more videos. And they do that. Like Jimmy Kimmel has to say that for his late night show. And like, I, I get it. Like this is the new direction and stuff. And now people are brands and this is all a brand thing. I I don't know if if this is the future that I can do, because most of the time, whenever I want to do stuff, it's mostly a shoot my shot, hope for the best, won't get it, because I know my own talents aren't as exciting as like every two million subscriber person on the internet. Uh, that's does that the, the, am I famous on the internet? I don't think so. Is this episode really going to get like a thousand views? Probably not. I see the numbers. It's probably going to get like four. <laughs> and, and two of them are going to be Jack so we can listen in and dig in a little detail so we can do bits. So, uh, hey, Jack, uh, Uncrustables suck. Uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are terrible. Uh, I, I don't like any jelly, to be honest. I'm more of an orange marmalade guy. I, when it comes to peanut butter, I'm a smooth over chunky. And uh, I pronounce GIF images as GIF, not GIFT. Uh, what are you going to do about it? Huh? Also, your segment where you criticize hamburgers is wrong, and I disagree. All right. <clears throat> now that I've got that out of the way, uh, I don't know where my talents lie. It's, it, it's kind of weird. I mean, podcasting is a weird phenomenon. I kind of like to just ch chat with friends. Obviously, it gets heightened, and it goes into weird... Uh, places where we're at each other's throats. Like, now what do you tell people who want to get into acting? What do you tell people who want to get into hosting or writing? 
You have to have a social media presence. You gotta stand out so that way you can help in your resumes because it's an entertainment field. That's what happens. And honestly, I think a good chunk of the social media people did not know what the fuck they were doing when they started out. Uh, so, hey, kids, going into, like, UCB classes, uh, thinking, uh, one day I'm going to be a funny writer and write a movie. Uh, apparently, you don't need screenwriting skills. You just need to be a famous social media person. That's what the Internet's been trying to tell you for about 11 years at this point. Uh, it's It's been weird very very weird and i mean like that is one of my biggest drawbacks is like i can't compete with the internet i obviously honestly i i just want i'm just sitting in this little box and this weird podcast room by myself uh even though there's sunglasses and a fortune cookie here you know what let's just open this cookie It'll be fun. It, 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 I know it's an audio podcast, but let's just, uh, people can say this is ASMR or something. I don't know. All right, we're going to break the cookie. Let's read the fortune cookie out loud, shall we? It says, an enjoyable vacation is awaiting you. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, everyone is on summer vacation right now, cookie. Everyone is on summer vacation but me. I'm in. I'm kind of going to be stuck in lockdown because of this Delta virus and COVID. Uh, no, oh well. Uh, I, I, I get frustrated. I, I, I think it's one of those situations where there's so much good things happening and then so many bad things, and then your brain goes into a million directions, right? Right. That that's kind of what's going on, and it it's sort of fun and sad at the same time. Like, we're about to have Olympics. The Olympics are happening soon, and I could care less about the Olympics, even though I think they're okay. Uh, I think, however, it's overproduced, it's overfunded, and, like, it really, realistically, why don't you just build one specific place for the Olympics, one for winter, one for summer, and have that be the destination for the Olympics? It's way cheaper uh and, and you don't have to like fucking screw up construction on those places you can actually build for withstanding long periods of time and not really drown the gdp of your country or the, if you're los angeles you know repopulate like depopulate the place so you can build more housing that won't get sold afterwards it's it's a weird thing and I think Olympics bids on NBC, like the coverage always sucks because it's always like pre-recorded on on NBC. The live broadcasts on Peacock always have bad performances because whoever is running the cameras can't figure this shit out. It's a frustrating hot mess, and I I've stopped giving a shit about the Olympics years ago. Even though I want to see the skateboarding, I want to see like what's happening with ping pong i'm like all these little like recreational activities turned sports i want to know about japan is like a really cool country and i'm not saying it's the anime and video game like there's a lot of cool things they could do and covid knocked them on their ass and they are continuing to knock people on their ass 
So, I, I don't know what's the best method to do this. It's it's because usually you were supposed to celebrate sports and athleticism, but you, I think you, there's some sort of situation where we have to fix a lot of issues with the Olympics, with broadcasting, and everything. And I, I, I'm shaking my head. It's a... Uh, Maybe we don't need the Olympics is the main take, but, you know, if we need Olympics, I think there needs to be, like, one specific place. Like, it is in Greece. Like, every year in Greece is the Summer Olympics, or there's every four years held in Greece, or you could go back to Australia, New Zealand. doesn't matter, but have one specific arena. So that way it's part of the branding of the Olympics. And you don't have to rebuild all of these stadiums. And you don't have to hurt, like, the citizens who are kind of uh, getting gentrified out of their places for this shit. <sighs> it happens. Uh, so, uh, besides that, besides the one for Olympics, uh, normally this would be the part where I'd be doing the uh, untitled uh, wrestling segment, the, the wrestling segment, uh... There was an Impact Wrestling. There's money in the bank going on here. Um, fans are back at wrestling shows. Yay. Uh, I would get excited about fans returning because obviously wrestling is a uh, is a very, uh, much like watching Star Wars or a Marvel movie, is a fan-oriented event. It's not really what's going on screen. It's also what's going on screen and what the audience is reacting to. And the audience is the third character in the story. And at AEW, the fans are getting excited about shit. SmackDown, the fans are getting excited about shit. And I'm still hesitant because COVID is returning and still making things worse. And I kind of wish people would wear masks and stay distant and all of that. And I don't think that's possible. And I'm kind of afraid we're going to see another lockdown soon. And that means all of this big hoorah, both on WWE and AEW, will be for nothing. And I I don't want the case numbers to go up. And I don't want anyone to get sick because they went to see an AEW event or a SmackDown or a Raw. Like it, it needs it it needs safety. And as much as I get excited SmackDown still sucks. Raw still sucks. Like, WWE product's still terrible. AEW, it's back. But now there's, like, a little confusion with some of the story angles. Uh, clearly, they just want to uh, finish and have a Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page match uh, as the next big uh, title match uh, at AEW. But, like, it's can they build it up enough to have that big crowd moment? Or are they going to build it up, try to get that crowd moment, and then, like, we're all pushed back under because COVID? That is the big worry. The time is of the essence here. And I think we they want to do that slow build because that's what wrestling is always about. Personally speaking, I think they should just record with the crowds multiple days pre-taped go back to that before the lockdown because that's what they were doing uh and and hope for the best 
So I'm, I'm scared of wrestling right now. So I, I've not been paying much attention to everything because I've been kind of scared. Um, plus, there's so much of it now that I just my brain's jumbled. Uh, mostly been trying to follow New Japan, and even then, not working out. Uh, so now that that's over with, uh, you know, next is TV. We'll finish this off with the game show segments. Uh, we are in the middle of, of uh, the, the summer, which means game show season's going on. I used to do a podcast about game shows called Game Shows, I suppose, on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Jordan Haas. I still try and do that every so often. Um, there's a lot of game shows like Meet Shazam's on and Lego Masters, Crime Scene Kitchen, Big Brother, American Ninja Warrior, America's Got Talent. Uh, ABC has Pyramid and Card Sharks and Press Your Luck. Uh, Celebrity Family Feud, The Hustler, uh, Celebrity Dating Game, all sorts of game shows are going on right now. And it, it seems like, while it's exciting for me and I should be thrilled and jumping off the there's so much that I usually forget half the stuff now. Uh, and that's a bad thing for me, the game show guy. Um, so... Before I kind of sign off and answer some viewer questions, I'm going to just be uh, explaining what some of the shows I've been watching are. Uh, Only Connect has recently returned on uh, British television, and that's one of my favorite quiz shows with Victoria Corn Mitchell. It's like a weird cerebral uh, lateral thinking puzzle game. Always a blast. Uh, second, a French game show called Fort Boyard just returned for a bit. Uh, it's very strange. It's a very weird, wacky uh, game show. Crystal Maze just ended, so this is the closest I can get back to the enter a jail cell, do a fun challenge, and get out in time game. Uh, so I'm appreciating that. I've been watching Jeopardy still. Uh, currently, I would say Mayim Bialik is my favorite host. I'm waiting for LeVar Burden like everyone else. I think all of... I think, like, a lot of these uh, morning news people they've got on, like Savannah, like uh, George Stepanopoulos, they're okay. They're very fitting in the role. But I, I think someone like Mayim has so far just overpowered that. That and Ken have been, like, the two that stuck out the most for me so far. Buzzy was kind of fun for that, uh, that tournament champions. But if I had to pick right now... It's Mayim Bialik. I want to see LeVar Burden before making that decision. And what sucks is he's only getting like a week. And I think LeVar can knock it out of the park. Uh, besides those shows, Press Your Luck uh, on ABC. Because I love Press Your Luck. It's one of my all-time favorite game shows. Uh, I've also, besides Fort Boyard and uh, New Zealand Taskmaster is now out and please go out of your way to watch taskmaster new zealand uh, the uk taskmaster is top tier funny game show is a comedian's game show it's all levels of comedy in it but taskmaster new zealand has a weird game showy approach to a lot of the challenges that i kind of find endearing and funny at the same time and and it, I know, I'm giving like a lot of international shows. Watch this show from the UK, watch this in New Zealand, watch this in France, watch this American thing. There's a lot of shows going on right now. Uh, the Japanese game show, uh, a panel quiz attack 25 is coming to an end. And I got to try and come up with like a really cool way to end the show. Because that was one of my favorite Japanese game shows that they've created. 
and that's kind of a, a sad takeaway as well. Uh, but I mean, like, that's not been something I've been watching that much about. A lot of people have been watching, like, reruns of The Mole on Netflix. I mean, I get it. Obviously, they're trying to do that because they're probably recording The Mole soon for Netflix. So be on the lookout. Uh, Legends of Hidden Temple is coming soon to CW. I want to see what that looks like because it might be a lot of fun. Uh, from what I'm gathering, it, it's going to be silly, n- not scary. But we'll see when that happens. Uh, <clears throat> other than that, um, I've been trying to watch Lego Masters because I like Lego Masters. I think that's always a cute little show. Uh, this season's not really gelling as much as the first season, though. And I'm still trying to figure out why that is. Uh, and also, when let's see, I, I got my five in. I got beat. I, I let me see. Fort Boyard. Oh yeah, Schlagden uh, Star is returned on Germany. So please give a look out for that. There's they did a whole bumper boats race in the most recent episode. So I've been really excited about that. Uh, <laughs> so Taskmaster Schlag Fort Boy. Basically anything. If you ever go to Bothers Bar is what I've been watching. <laughs> um. But also in, in Countdown with Ann Robinson, I've been watching. Ann Robinson from Weakest Link is uh, hosting a game show again. He's, she's hosting Countdown, uh, that Scrabble game with the math questions. Uh, you watch the funny one with Jimmy Carr from time to time. Yeah, Ann Robinson's hosting that now. And it's, it's fine. I, I kind of think Ann Robinson is tired most of the time. I don't think she wants to be the weakest link lady. So she's trying to find her footing. And the only time I really like Anne on Countdown is when she does that. Let's go to Dictionary Quarter. Let's go over to Susie Dent. Hey, Susie. Like that. That's the part I like. But mostly it's been Fort Boyard, Only Connect, uh, Schlagden Star, Taskmaster New Zealand, Press Your Luck in America. Press Your Luck is great. I've been pl- watching The Hustler because I like Craig Ferguson. Uh, and I've just been having a generally of, of time watching Bullseye reruns on YouTube because <laughs> Bullseye is a favorite British game show of mine as well. So I've been rewatching that. I've been watching Double Dare still on Paramount Plus. Uh, and other than that, waiting for Supermarket Sweep to return this fall. That's it. That's been what I've been watching in terms of game shows. I think there's a game shows for everybody still. I, I still think in the world of game shows, there's going to be something for you to watch. Don't worry about it. Uh, so now we go on to questions. Uh, this is the part where I'm supposed to be asking really silly questions. So, uh, hey, Jack, funny shit, right? All right. <clears throat> so... Uh, favorite Space Jam character, uh, Michael B. Jordan. That's my favorite my, uh, Space Jam character. Okay, uh, next, have you seen that new Pokemon music video with Jigglypuff? What did you think? I loved it. I thought that was a really good song. Uh, I love the inclusion of Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff is my favorite uh, Pokemon, so I think that was really cute and enjoyable. All right, next question is, uh, what's the last Steam game you bought? 
I bought the a Yakuza trilogy during the Steam sale. I have yet to play it, but it was on sale. I really want to play Yakuza games more. It, it seems like my jam. Like, and I haven't really known about that until like three years ago. I just been playing Yakuza Zero. All right. Uh, next question is: uh, Are are you going to get the PlayStation Five? No. I maybe. I don't know. I'm going to get PlayStation 5. That just... It's not for me. All right. What did I think of Loki? I thought it was okay. Oh, I mean, I... I, My favorite was so far still WandaVision of all those, like, Disney Plus shows. But I would still say that the uh, Jessica Jones on Netflix and the uh, Luke Cage, those were really good. Those are higher tier than what Disney has been offering. I think those Netflix shows are probably the S tier superhero TV shows. Uh, but we're never going to see those again because, you know, it's just got to go Disney fi and everything's sweet and uwu. Uh, watch Hawkeye Family Reunion coming 2022. Uh, I think Loki's okay. I think I thought it was pretty funny though. I, I like Tom Hiddleston's Loki character. He's, he's very charming. Uh, however, I would rather watch Lucifer if I wanted to watch a charming villainous character try and do a redemption arc. That's just me. Uh, okay, uh, and finally, uh, what's your D and D character? I don't play D and D. D and D Live was this week. Uh, and I, I don't play D&D that often. I don't I, I suck at improv. I'm probably bad at luck. And I would most likely die because I'd be saying, can I just talk to the, that person and say, hey, don't do this anymore. And then I get burnt to a crisp. Oh, well. Um, so the, the final leaf. So final question. Okay, that was it. Space Jam. All right. Went through all those. We're kind of all out of questions now. Uh, just to recap, uh, Titan Season 3 is going to be bad. I'm still probably going to be watching it. And, uh, you know, hamburgers are pretty good. I still think they're a fun food. Do you think they're a fun food? Let me know. On Twitter, I'm at Jordha, J-O-R-D-H-A. You can follow this podcast at Funtime Calls. And uh, find Jack and Ian and let them know I'm the star of this podcast. Me. I've been busting my ass while they've been sleeping in, in, in Cabo San Lucas or wherever the fuck they are. They, they say fuck the fans. But here I am today talking to you about video games and movies and pro wrestling. Uh, there are better movies out there. Uh, seeing movies in theaters, I still think is a bad idea, but go ahead if you're vaccinated and, and wearing a mask. I still think if you're vaccinated, wear a mask, but that's just me. Uh, and also stay safe. And, uh, if you're like me, if you have spare time, go watch theme park videos on YouTube from like three years ago. There's this, a uh, Thorpe park thing that just came out. Uh, it's a UK theme park. They had a black mirror maze. And it's uh, it's kind of weird, but I've been looking at it, and it, it looks very silly. I kind of like theme parks from around the world. 
Uh, it just can, makes me feel like I'm on a, a global field trip, as it were. And also makes me feel like I'm not alone, even though I'm stuck at home right now. Yep, just stuck at home. I got stickers. I, no one cares. All right. Well, uh, good night, hamburger, and ending theme. <laughs>